Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. Today with another interview from an artist at the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Enjoy. And I'm joined on the line by um, Yana Taylor from Version 1.0 in Sydney. Um, they're bringing a couple of shows to the Adelaide Fringe in 2012. Yana, you're involved in the Disappearances Project. That's so. Um, well, welcome to Link Adelaide. Um, what's the project about? Uh, the uh, project focuses on the experiences of families and friends of long-term missing people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes the words of uh, those who've been closely involved with the experience or, of it, or have witnessed it from a bit of a remove and we share the kind of developments of their uh, linkages and losses and a kind of a trajectory of hope that changes its nature over over time. Okay, and I, I imagine it involved for you a lot of um, interviews and talking to people that have been involved in these kind of events? Uh, look, that's a really good question. Um, We have interviewed some people, but what we haven't chosen to do ourselves as the kind of writers of the piece uh, is interview the close, close families directly. Most of the interviews uh, that we conducted are kind of like the next level out, those people who witnessed it. However, all the words have been drawn from interviews that have been done with families and friends in Australia. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of an underground experience. It's a bit of a concealed experience. There's uh, less public knowledge about it. But there have been a couple of very good researchers in various states of Australia, Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, uh, South Australia, who um, have focused upon the experiences of families to try to bring and uncover uh, what happens as their loss unfolds because it's a very ambiguous state of grieving um, and realisation and trying to wrestle and come to grips mm. with someone just disappearing from yeah. their life. And I imagine like for, for those people it, it'd almost be worse than having someone sort of die straight away because you don't have anybody, you don't actually know whether they're dead or alive so you've got to... Yeah come to that realisation yeah. about going, well, do I agree for someone? Like, Because that's almost like giving up in a way. You've got it in a nutshell, Stephen. You could almost be quoting, but in different words, some of the accounts of families and friends where they literally describe uh, how people, um, uh, families of suicide victims actually feel horrified at the experience of those who have had people just vanish mm. and and not return. Um, yeah, because there is very little opportunity for them to resolve um, what's happened, then never probably really is. Um, the piece is not directed towards the families and friends. We don't really need to kind of retell and stage that experience, which is very close to them. Um, we hope to reach out to people who, um, for whom this is probably a bit of an obscure experience, um, and those who are kind of first responders and uh, who might be involved in assisting families and friends. Because there's a lot of uh, preconceptions about 
um, what going missing involves. Mm. You know, the general public often has lots of their ideas informed by popular news stories, long historical ones, even t- TV drama. Um, but the on-ground experience is kind of richer and in many ways reveals the kind of close bonds between people and how important people are in each other's lives. Mm. And it's sort of it, it must be really tough for them to go through the experience of losing, or not losing, well, having someone close to them missing. Um, mm. What kind of level of support is around for those people in that situation? If someone goes missing, is it is it purely yeah. or? Uh, well, it it does depend at what stage um, or how long ago somebody went missing. I mean, the first responders in each state of Australia are the missing persons unit attached to the police force. Um, in uh, New South Wales, there is a division of the Attorney General Department, um, Victim Services, which offers uh, and opens out um, aid and assistance, a communication point for those people uh, who experience long, long periods of time when somebody doesn't return. Mm. Um, that's a relatively small agency, and I would say... Um, what they have told us, because they have seen our show, they've been part of our research, um, and they support the piece, and they're thrilled that it's travelling to South Australia. Mm. Um, what we found out from them is that they don't have, um, you know, parallel organisations in other other states and cities. Um, it only exists um, uh, clearly in New South Wales. So when people um, are, are kind of stuck in this situation. You know, as I said, the experience is quite obscure. It's not talked about a lot because people get really reluctant to continue to talk about it and their friends and family often don't know what to say and there may be no developments. And so often the families get quite isolated. So in fact, there's, uh, they'll often just turn to whatever agencies are available and to hand or stoically continue to search, continue to hope and grow closer together um, uh, to deal with it. Uh, at the same time, those networks of friends and family um, sometimes experience enormous tensions because of the pressures and the lack of resolution um, as as months and years go by. Um, and um, I would is it would it be true to say that there would be a certain amount of blame that goes through? Oh, I think there's a lot of self-questioning and again, um, the piece allows people who maybe haven't spoken uh, or met up with families and friends who've been in this situation, the piece enables uh, them to see the kinds of self-questioning that comes forward inside families. I say self-questioning because people do scrutinise quite understandably, the last time they saw that person, the last contacts and experiences and and seek to find explanations or understandings or clues um, in that um, even though there may be uh, no causes in 
in those particular events that they scrutinise. Yes, but the bonds are close. People love them mm. often in their difficulty um, and want them to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, obviously it's a very touching, moving kind of subject. Um, how's it been translated to the stage? Uh, well, that was um, something that we faced in the early stages of its development. David mm. Williams, um, CEO of version 1.0, and myself spent some time in Bathurst, who were the co-partners early on in the development of the project. Um, uh, we, we spent a lot of time trying to work out how we could render this in a way which was respectful of people's experience mm. and allowed spectators who might come to an evening in the theatre um, to enter into the experience of it rather than be taught a lesson about it. So it's not it's not um, kind of didactic theatre in that way. Mm. Yes, there is, in, there is information. People glean quite a lot about the relationships between families and friends and various agencies, Medicare, Centrelink, taxation department, superannuation um, organisations. That, that, that unfolds in the course of the retelling of experiences. Um, but mostly we're using... A, one of the things we, we, we noticed and hit us strongly was that people kind of get a bit frozen and uh, don't really know what to do and can't really uh, try. They, they try, but they can't really act and uh, get the person back. So they feel quite stuck to that time when someone disappears. And, and yet the world around them is moving on, people's lives... Um, their families, neighbours, people at work, schools, universities, etc. All of that charges on. So we um, we we made a clear decision that we would try to share that experience of being quite stuck. Um, so the world moves, but the people, literally, I'm one of those performers. Uh, we don't, and we achieve that through uh, using a, a film which is continuously rolling and continuously travelling. Um, and it also echoes a lot of the experiences families go through when they search that film. Mm. Um, additionally, um, we, we've been working with a uh, composer and sound artist, Paul Prestopino, and he uh, is running a live uh, and electronic score kind of jamming with us, if you like. It may not be so obvious, but because it's a very disciplined and shaped kind of relationship, but there is a live jamming with that soundtrack. So mm. we're hoping to create a very, and we do, our audiences have told us, that we create a very immersive kind of environment, which is quite unique and quite intense. So there is no breaks, for example. Wow. Does that give you a bit of an idea? Yes, it sounds like a yeah, pretty amazing theatre experience. And I know you've been um, nominated for a couple of awards for for your Sydney seasons and got some really, really good reviews. Yes, yes we got nominated by the uh, Sydney critics for the best new work in of 
from in the independent sector in 2011. We were up against fabulous competition and we didn't actually win the award, but we were very um, impressed to be nominated alongside the quality of the works that mm. were. Cool. Um, and yeah, the Disappearances Project will be presented by version 1.0. Um, at Adelaide College of the Arts, you're in the main theatre there. Um, all throughout the Fringe, you get a number of dates. And for all of those and the details, check out our website, linkadelaide.com.au or check out adelaidefringe.com.au. Um, Yana, thank you very much for your time. Good to speak with you, Stephen. For more on this show and 922 others, check our website, linkadelaide.com.au, or you can find them all at adelaidefringe.com.au. And for the latest news and info from Link Adelaide, be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Link Adelaide.